Good evening. This is the BC Podcast. Uh, the recording you're about to hear is the August 24th, 2020 school board meeting. Uh, they addressed various topics, but obviously the main topic that would be happening right now is the online learning and how they're working on that. During the principal reports, all four principals talked about how the teachers spent the day learning Microsoft Teams and getting them up and fully understanding how it works so that they can provide the best education to the students. They are also talking about how the teachers can be able to assist the students with Microsoft Teams. If you're unaware, Microsoft Teams is going to be the primary uh, tool for interacting with the teachers and students. One of the things that's pointed out by Mr. Rodriguez in this is that the passwords and usernames used for Microsoft Teams, they're going to work to make sure that that happens across the board for all the programs and online interactions so that students don't have to remember tons and tons of different information. Let's see, other key items. Uh, student screening is going to happen Wednesday through Friday for Ms. Hansen's uh, students. Uh, it's going to be many. It's going to be outdoors. They're probably going to have student listening, uh, social distancing to ensure that uh, COVID doesn't get spread. It's If you're unfamiliar with screenings, this is for finding out where best to put a student. Ms. Hansen brought it up first, but all these principals discuss the aspect of having the teachers focus on a core standard, picking out the what is the most important for the students to learn during this time. Uh, she was suggesting that the teachers should look for five consistent core values that they can uh, utilize. A value might be the wrong word, have the wrong connotation, but core pieces of learning that they can make sure that the student has by the for the whole quarter. Uh, she plans to have a Q&A with parents each month. That would be a nice thing to have. Miss, Mr. Feth uh, talked about how he's had a lot of parent contact and he was very grateful for that. He says he's the secretaries are calling the parents to ensure that families have the technology that they need. They are also going to be having a packet put together to, uh, called a successful learning that should be starting to be distributed uh, on Thursday. It's going to have information, subjects, username, passwords, emails, all sorts of information for a successful learning. Mr. Henry rolled up the uh, principal reports. He says that uh, he's planning for the high school's teachers to provide a running or a uh, rolling start with the first thing being making sure that the students actually know how to do emails. He made a point that for us, email is kind of the standard, but for uh, students, email may be the same as good old USPS. It's old and antiquated and they do much faster through things. So he wanted to make sure that the teachers and the students understood exactly how the email worked. They're going to be distributing tech. It, if I read, wrote these notes down Thursday and Friday, teachers are working on getting the books that the students will need for the entire quarter so that they can be handed out with the technology at that time. Let's see goals that they have is core standards as well. He's actually planning to have a Q&A every two weeks, and he'll have an email sent on when that is going to happen. He has the counselors are preparing bags for the ninth graders to get them up to speed with being in a high school. Yeah, it's a little different being online, but there's still things that is new for the freshmen in high school. They want to make sure that that gets out there. Mr. Peterson said that he was able to see three of the four staff meetings and was excited to know that the teachers really are, in fact, putting in the hard work to make sure that it happens. Next up, the Department of Health actually is providing positive news. Mr. Peterson was able to report that the Benton County has a marketedly, marketedly? A significant down uh, in the number of cases. The trend is continuing that week, 
or that way. Uh, last week, we had 123 new cases for the entire week, which is extremely good because it wasn't that long ago where we were having 200 cases a day, which is a stunning amount. Uh, the magic number he stated was 75. If we can have 75 uh, per 100,000 cases, we can start looking at hybrid learning, meaning spending part of the time in the classroom in person. Uh, there's some confusion out there. Let me sidestep a little bit. There's some confusion out there about phasing and staging. Phasing is what the counties are under, and that has been suspended till November. There is no question about that. That has been suspended. Staging is a whole different thing, and that is specifically for the school districts. So the number of 75 per 100,000 in our county being the magic number, that at that number, they feel that we can start the process of having hybrid learning or in-person online learning um, happening. According to Mr. Peterson, the right, the way the numbers are working and going down by the end of this quarter, our fall quarter, we should be actually looking that way if the numbers continue to go down. He thanked the residents of the county and the city for doing the mask work, doing the social distancing, even though some may not like it, the fact that they're doing it is helping the community. The If they don't like it is my part, not his. Um, and helping get our students back into the classrooms. He was saying that maybe the next board meeting, we they could have some more good news and start looking at the how do they implement the hybrid, they are looking at some schools in Walla Walla that have begun hybrid learning. They want to keep a close eye on it to see how the, what they do right, what they do wrong, so they don't make uh, the same mistakes from those classes over there or those districts over there. Something he brought up that was interesting to me was that city health has a very important effect on the ability for us to have hybrid learning or in-classroom learning. If the county has high numbers, but the city has lower numbers, like consistently lower numbers, we could actually look at having in uh, hybrid learning sooner than maybe the county. Now, this is going to require everybody to do all the health guidelines and make sure that they maintain those health standards to a high degree to make that happen, but it was interesting to know that a city can have a different effect than the county. Let's see, we got all those things. The next thing they covered was the levy. It has been certified that it is a failure. This is a double fail. Uh, Mr. Peterson brought up that this is probably not just a school, our school district problem, but it is has some more in the state. He says that a double fail is a rare item, and this year there was five school districts that had double failures, So, and that's unheard of, according to him. Let's see. Uh, they He is planning to learn how to work within the box, or actually he has been preparing to work within the box from with the funds that are available. He has mentioned this twice. Last time, I didn't have a good picture of it, but talking about the aspect of uh, transportation funding because the legislative body has not changed the formula, so we're dealing with we haven't had our vehicles able to get out on the road because we have no students that are needing to be transported, but the formula is still the same. He says tomorrow the um, Governor Inslee possibly, but definitely the uh, Secretary of Education is going to be addressing this. Uh, was it discussing it? I, I get all the names wrong. Anyways, the top administrator for schools is going to be addressing the formula tomorrow. Hopefully, there will be some positive news for the school district. Uh, let's see, any other things. Uh, Mr. Thornton said that we need to work on uh, increasing our belt tightening, 
Mr. Peterson says that the school district offices have in fact been preparing for this type of possibility and are planning to continue doing so. Uh, some of the things that he brought up were in fact that they, beings that they weren't sure what the funding was going to be like, they had a spending freeze and a hiring freeze as well as not replacing positions that had been vacated. This will all start, the funding issues will start on January 1, 2021. Uh, Mr. Peterson made a comment about how we need to, the school district needs to be preparing for state cuts because there is a, if I under, quoted him right, I'm sorry if I make a mistake on this, Mr. Peterson, $9 billion shortfall in the state. So the state's going to be making a lot of cuts as well, and the district needs to prepare for that. Last thing that they discussed was the use of social media they want to make sure that the website is up to date so when there are discussions out on social media the school district board members and teachers and everybody can say hey go look on the information on the website they he openly admitted that there was a issue with the school uh, websites the varying uh, buildings sites being not updated as they should be and they he has set a goal of making sure that is improved so that there isn't misinformation being presented out on the various uh, social media um, venues whether it be Facebook groups or Twitter or pick your favorite one with that they had oh miss uh, there was one last uh, area of how they were going to address attendance Mr. Rodriguez showed how teams can work to address that. It was very good. He plans to have it improved for uh, the board so they have a better idea of it in the coming weeks. With that, they adjourned out. I hope this was helpful for you. If not, uh, please listen to the whole thing yourself. Um, I will have the time marks here hopefully set pretty close. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, by all means, reach out to me. You can reach me at shane at tbhstudio.com or shane at yokum, that's Y-O-A-K-U-M dot net, as well as Facebook and Twitter. With that, I'll turn the time over to the school board meeting and have a good night. It looks like it's 6.30. We'll begin this uh, regular board meeting of the school district, maybe number 52. And we'll start off with the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, liberty and justice for all. Okay. Um, I will move on to the proposed consent agenda. Um, I had a couple questions. Anybody else? I had a couple, but uh, Kim answered one already. I guess my other question was, what is Project Lead the Way? Uh, Project Lead the Way is a uh, is a high school CTE and science program. And it's a cross-curricular program, meaning kids can get credit in both CTE and um, science at the same time. Um, it's a good program, um, highly engaging. I know Clay's had a lot of experience with it. Um, I've had limited experience with it, but I did have it when I was a principal. So, um, if you're looking for more detail than that, I would say we'd, we'd invite Clay to uh, unmute or he can uh, talk about it a little bit uh, during his session, but hope that helps. Yeah, that's all I needed to know. I just wondered where it applied. Gotcha. Um, well, does anybody else have questions? Okay, well then I guess we could uh, entertain a motion in a second. I move to approve the consent agenda. 
I'll second. Okay, the proposed consent agenda has been moved and seconded. Uh, all those in favor say aye. 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 I think that passes unanimously. We'll move on to public comments. Since Heidi has mentioned that there's no public comments, we'll go to board comments. Any comments from the board members? Uh, yeah, I got one. I just wanted to thank uh, Chris Hansen for the job she did last week in uh, explaining what the primary school was going to be like. I was the only one I listened in on because um, both my boys are going to be in primary school, but I think she did a good job and answered a lot of questions and um, at least explained the process pretty well. Thank you. I appreciate the support. Thank you. Welcome. Similarly, I was in Mr. Uh, Henry's phone call and it was kind of fun. In fact, I we picked up a little tip along the way for uh, some other Zoom meetings using a moderator uh, to answer the questions and ask, and I'm gonna use that in another different venue, but uh, it was pretty fun and informative. So thanks, Clay. Thank you. <clears throat> well, then I guess we move on to principal reports. Uh, first up is CD. All right, guys. I hope everybody's staying healthy. Um, we had our first day with uh, teachers today. It was very, very productive. I was super excited about uh, how they were willing to just jump in with both feet and try out some things um, as far as teams go. Um, they, they, they did such an amazing job. I, I spent about um, maybe 15 minutes at the beginning of the day just on a Zoom meeting, just getting people who needed it onto a Teams meeting, and we never did another Zoom after that. Um, we talked them through all the little ins and outs. We had a goal today of uh, making sure that they could um, set up different types of meetings um, that, that was Chris and I's goal. Uh, we brought the primary and intermediate together and we walked them through that. And we just kind of, we, we worked with them and they were, they were very open-minded and, um, willing to try new things and actually started bringing new ideas to us. Like, Hey, is there a way that we can try this? And so it was, it was awesome. And we lucked out, excuse me, we lucked out and, uh, uh, had David at the end of the day. So by the time he got uh, hold of them, they they had a bunch of questions and I, and I felt like the whole afternoon was super productive. Um, and they did a really great job of trying things out. Um, a lot of them spent a lot of time doing those bitmojis, but you know, <laughs> those are gonna be, those are super important, but um, we're excited about that. Um, on Wednesday, we're, we're looking forward and we'll see how eager they are because that's where we're going to spend a lot of time talking about how to do the asynchronous and synchronous videos uh, and our expectations with those. Um, so we'll see if they're as eager. There's some of them with a lot of trepidation about uh, posting videos of themselves. So. Uh, but other than that, uh, our teachers came in in great spirits. Um, of course, they're disappointed that uh, they don't get kids in the building, but they really want to make the best of this uh, going forward. Um, so with that, uh, our next steps uh, is really uh, waiting on the middle school and high school um, to kind of come up with their game plan so that we can uh, devise a plan so that we can get technology into kids' hands and, and get them started, um, get them going next week. So uh, that that's our big thing. Um, I'm eager to hear what they have to say today. Uh, but other than that, um, we're looking forward to a very successful um, fall here. Um, and like I said, from what we saw today, 
I think uh, kids are going to be engaged. The teachers are going to be engaged. Uh, and I, all my worries were, were um, put, put at ease today. So other than that, if you guys have any questions. Good luck. All right. All right. Thanks, CD. Yeah, thank you. It's my turn. Um, and I think CD's ahead of me because all my worries weren't put aside today, but many were. <laughs> I think it's my own worries, though. But I, I want to just um, kind of piggyback on what he was saying about, you know, we had our welcome back meetings and we talked a lot for the first little bit just about supporting each other and supporting our families and what that looks like with flexibility. And we kind of have some keywords we're going to think about, like pivot and grit and resilience and, and things like that so that we can really um, stick together so that we can support our families. We know it's going to be a difficult time to try to navigate for all of us, um, especially, you know, teachers, the, the biggest thing we want is kids through the doors. So, you know, it's a, it's a shift in thinking. And I was also super, super proud of the teachers today. They just came in with an open mind and an open heart and were willing to, um, dig in and learn new things and, and just take a deep breath when we knew it was bigger than just today. And, and so we're going forward and I'm, I'm really, um, really impressed just with all the effort they're putting in and will put in. I know they will. So um, CD was already kind of talking about the trainings. We also have character strong training tomorrow. So um, that was something that was scheduled in the spring. It's kind of, I think it's kind of throwing some people off because they'd rather continue learning about, about what we need to do online, but it was already in place. So I think it's important also because, you know, it's going to be, they talk a lot about building relationships with kids and families. And I think that that's going to be important in the fall now to continue to think that way. Um, parent contact next week, we're going to be contacting all our kids on, on Monday and parents and families and, and give them the plan for what's coming. And that's still a little bit in the works, but I know we're, um, we're going to have a plan in place for getting their, what we're going to call our learning kits to them so that the things that, so they'll have until we get parents um, feeling comfortable with the online part of it and kids comfortable with the online part of it, they will have things to do um, and learning to do and getting to know you things to do and things like that. You know, one of the biggest struggles is figuring out how in the spring they already knew the teachers and teachers knew the kids. So, so it's a little bit different this time trying to kind of figure out how to build those relationships, but, but they're, we're, we're going to think outside the box and really get creative on that and figure that out. Um, kindergarten, we're going to do some kind of mini or, sh or sh smaller version of screening. Usually we do the screening, you know, early or mid August and we kind of know where kids can be placed um, as far as, or as many factors, but um, so I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to try to schedule some mini screenings with with kids and see if we can get them placed appropriately. So um, that'll probably be like an outside venue, <laughs> six feet apart, and um, again, short and sweet, and just to give us a little bit of an idea. It's really kind of hard to place kids evenly in, in classrooms and and with our dual language and things to without having any contact with them. So that's what we're trying right now. We have, as of today, I think 72 officially registered kindergartners, but there's been packets getting picked up every day. <laughs> we just got to get them back. So, you know, I'm expecting at least, at least 80 when we start next week, but I think um, it could be more than that even. So, so that's, and then we're, of course, working in our transitional kindergarten, which where I'm working closely with Bernardo on that, kind of figuring out, um, we're going to have the parents fill out ECAP forms, which starts that process. And then those that don't qualify for ECAP are kind of our next tier. And then we go from there on age requirements and things like that. So with the transitional kindergarten, we have some leeway. A lot of programs don't even start till October and things like that. We're going to get it started before that. But that's, that's kind of a work in progress for the first little bit. So that's where we're at with that. And then um, 
the thing that we really talked about with our teachers today was thinking about the essential learnings that we really want our kids to walk away with. And I know CD did this also. And we're talking about, you know, like for my for my teachers, I was like, what are five things, five essential, you know, standards that if they came back and had some solid ground on that, um, what would what would we feel like we could start, you know, really rolling with that? And so teachers did a good job today of thinking, okay, you know, at each level, like if we can really focus in on five hard standards and then how do we teach around those with all our with our with all our lessons we feel like we're going to get some you know some footing and maybe get some traction for when they get back to us so that's kind of our goal there and then um we appreciated the parent question and answer um and we're and i know we've talked about it with pete and with the principals that we're going to try to do that monthly so that um we can address concerns that are that crop up and also communicate and just just have families without being able to have that you know contact just being able to make them make them know that we're here for them so that's our that's our next goal so any questions for me all right thank you thanks chris mr Fest, you're up Hey, good evening. Um, it is um, nice to be heard, I guess. Um, you should have received an email with kind of the things I'm going to talk about. Um, very similar to what's going on throughout the district. We've got teachers first day back was today. And, you know, let's be honest, there's a lot of anxiety and, and we're working on training this week and and they're feeling, especially with as new as as all of this is, the the feeling the pressure to um, be ready for the start of school. Um, we we'll, we're training hard on teams this week and also <coughs> making plans. We did have we've had quite a bit of parent contact. We've two ways. We had the um, Zoom meeting, the parent question and answer that was fairly well attended. I think we had well over 60 in that. And um, also our secretaries have been taking a survey, contacting families and, and really locking down their um, electronic needs, what devices they have, what they need and how we can serve them. And so we are um, really working on making sure that we get devices in the hands of kids that need it. Um, as you know, the, the whole school is not an option this fall. It is mandatory attendance and, and we wanna open avenues so that all kids can be successful. Um, we've been working on updating our website. Um, a lot of credit goes to Mr. Campman on that. He's done a nice job of of putting some new things in and, and kind of updating what we do. The last point that I have is that we are, have been and will continue, we're having grade level meetings and putting together packets as if you will, of what's the information they need to have to be successful. What's the login information what books need to go home, um, making sure that we remove barriers for students so that they will they can be successful. And so really that's what we're concentrating on. We will be handing out laptops um, starting Thursday. And it's not just laptops, we'll have whole packets where they get their agenda, they get login information, They'll get instructions from the teachers in their grade so that, you know, we'll be ready to go. Any questions? As I understand it, we, they all have uh, email addresses with the school district, correct? Yes, that's true. So does all their login information get put into their email? account so that it can access it in one spot? Well, they're, um, 
the access um, is into through email and Microsoft Teams, it's the same login. And so we are not wholly one login, but that login will get the majority of what they need, what they need, and then the teachers will be able to instruct students on on what else they need to be successful. And Mr. Gage, I may just kind of add on to what he's saying. Um, yeah, so we've that is the policy we're kind of moving forward with as far as just uniformity across the board. Um, in the past, uh, we tend to use we we use third party curriculum and supplemental stuff and things like that. And from time to time, we went ahead and just changed their username and password just, just based for ease of use. Um, but right now, we've, we're kind of at a, at a good point where we're able to say your Skyward account, which is what every child should have and their parents should know, this, this username and password will get you in a computer. And for every, every piece of curriculum we're putting out, I'm telling the staff, we make them the same. So that way, um, theoretically, yes, they'll be able to log in with anything that they have. On top of that, we'll be able to support them a lot easier just because the, the teacher will know what the account is, the account password is, the office managers will know, the principals will know, my team will know, everyone will know what the username and password should be. So we're hoping to make it a little easier. Okay. I was just wondering, you know, the kid could go find his password if he loses it. I'm going on and, and logging into his email. Ah, uh, yes. We will go ahead. Yeah, and, and well, from my if they can log into their email, then they can log into Teams. Yep. Any other questions? Mr. Henry, you're up. Yes, I am. So like everybody else, we're doing Microsoft Teams at the high school. Um, a lot of trepidation, but uh, trepidation. But you know, um, one of the things that was really nice today for the staff to recognize is that they're having a tough time going through this whole process and relearning and all that kind of good stuff. Remember, that's what the kids are going to be doing at the beginning of the year too. So that's why, uh, like my Q and A last week, I talked about a rolling start. The rolling start is making sure the kids can do an email because as much as we all email, that's snail mail to them. And they don't really email at all. So they literally, a lot of teachers are going to have uh, lessons at the beginning of the week of sending emails back and forth to make sure they can do those activities. Um, technology, as Mr. Feth just said, we're going to be looking at uh, starting this Thursday and Friday, handing out technology. Um, and that'll be a computer. And then we're also trying to get to teachers um, any textbook that they think the students can need during this first nine weeks. Um, we are still trying to find information on some online texts that um, we need to get some logins and all that kind of stuff and trying to get a whole textbook companies right now. That was half my time today. So hopefully that'll get better. Uh, one setback that we had was we we're supposed to have character strong uh, training tomorrow, but it looks like they won't be able to do that. So for the teachers, they're excited because they get to dig deeper into teams and working to learn how to do that for another day. So that's kind of what they're gonna be still doing for the rest of the week. Um, there is a social emotional with Character Strong and it's important that we recognize that the kids need to be checked into during this time that they're distant learning or remote learning. And so we've asked that they at least put into one of their lessons or one of their synchronous, which means while they're live talking to kids, you know, making sure kids are okay, if they have any concerns or issues, they can email it to them so it's private or they can um, talk to them in a group and, and so forth. Um, and this is a huge learning curve for everybody, as we know. Um, our goal is to make it better than last spring, because that's what we have to do uh, for the community, for the kids, and so forth. Um, we do also ask that it's essential core standards that we're looking at teaching, because we're only having um, the teachers meet with certain classes a couple times a week. So we got to make sure they're getting their core standards taught to them. Um, I'm actually looking at probably doing a Q&A every two weeks because questions are going to be coming up during this whole time that we're doing remote learning that I'll just put out an email and say, hey, I'm going to have a Q&A on Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Come ask questions. Um, and these are the let them know the stuff that we've have been doing so that they have understanding of that. Um, 
I think, oh, make the, the counselors are actually getting together because this is one of the tough things. Normally a ninth grader coming up to the high school, we have a, a morning that we have them go around the school and get to know what it's like to be a Kybe bear and they learn the fight song and they do all this stuff. Well, the counselors are making a bag for every student and they're trying to see if they can actually deliver that to each one of their doorstops and then obviously come back and you know the, the kids can get that and just get something where they know who their counselor is and that we care about them as a school district and as a high school. And so that'll probably start on uh, this week also that we're doing. But other than that, um, just a lot of things moving, trying to get teachers and students ready for school. Any questions? <clears throat> awesome, awesome, thank you. Thanks, Clay. And I wanna just jump in if I can, Dale, for a second. I, I was fortunate because um, I was able to, to jump into the middle of three of the four buildings uh, staff meetings. I ran out of time before I had to get to another one or I would have made Mr. Williams too. But uh, I, I can tell you that across the board, uh, what they're saying uh, was, was very evident. There were a lot of people asking very relevant, very good questions. Um, it, was, it, was really, it was really exciting to see from my standpoint because of course, while the principals have their own worries, I often worry about uh, um, level of engagement that our principals are able to convey over this type of scenario and the amount of engagement the teachers can convey back and things. But it was it was really rocking and rolling this morning. So they all did a very nice job. Thank you. All right. Well, next on the new business is uh, Department of Health update. <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, it's it's nice to be able to come into a board meeting and actually have, in in my opinion, some positive news coming to us from the Department of Health. Um, I've got to commend um, not only our community, but the whole community within Benton County. Um, we've seen a pretty marked downward trend um, in cases uh, that are that are being reported over the course of the last two weeks. If you remember, um, not so long ago, we were having dis discussions around uh, our county being in the high 200s, even as much as 300 um, cases per 100,000 in a two-week time span. And the Department of Health posted today that our last two-week count was what at 123.8, so basically 124 per 100,000. And of course, if the board uh, recalls that uh, 75 is that magic number that we're shooting for, um, at which point we can, we can begin, well, we'll begin before, but we'll start seriously having discussions about what a true hybrid re-entry would look at, look like for all of our students. So right now, Dr. Person at the Department of Health with the forecast um, is anticipating um, really something that goes quite well along with what our, our presumed timeline is for review because um, at least initially, uh, if you followed the downward trend, if, if you look on their website and see the graphic, we could, be, we could be right up in the middle of conversations about returning to school at the end of October, which is right at the end of the first quarter. So, you know, our timeline right now is, is looking good. And again, I can't, I can't stress enough that that the, the community and the community of the county at large has done a, a really good job of, of seeing the, the uh, impacts and making some, some adjustments to, to try and curb that. So it's been, it's been fantastic. Um, I, of course, I will worry until we see the results about a week after Labor Day. Um, but uh, I think everyone is much in the wiser um, having watched what happened July 4th. And I don't think anybody in our community wants to repeat that sudden surge we got two weeks after July 4th. So, you know, usually I'm coming here and talking doom and gloom, but I'm beginning to see some light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, I know some of the other county schools are as well with these type of numbers. So knock on wood, um, with our next board meeting, I'm hoping to be able to have a a similar follow-up and and uh, by the end of September really looking at uh, getting some work done and prepping for for getting kids back 
So I'd be happy to entertain at least the limited knowledge that I have, but any questions that the board has. Pete, do you know of any schools that are um, using a hybrid model in Washington that are similar to our district? Um, the only one locally that I am aware of is I believe Pross, or excuse me, Patterson. And Patterson is extremely small, much smaller than we are. Um, and they're able to, one of the things that we will begin looking at is um, reopening plans can not only be impacted by simply um, the countywide results, but also any trends within the city itself. So um, if, we're, if we're in a position where Benton City proper looks like it's declining at a higher rate or a quicker rate, um, we could have a different series of discussions and they might um, say at Kennewick School District where you have to account for a large, much larger population, both in community and in student population. Um, I would say right now we're right about on that average. So we're, if not a little bit higher even given our population. So I don't anticipate it being very quick, but uh, there are some schools around the state that are opening the hybrid model. So we're watching those very closely. Um, if you look at um, some of the Walla Walla schools, Walla Walla small schools out in the county, um, they're going to be able to open up um, a couple of them in some hybrid models. Um, and I'm thinking specifically of Pomeroy, and that's had a had a very minimal impact in that county. It's it's a very small population, but at the same time, um, it's going to be worth noting the trials and tribulations that they go through and the things that they run up against that we're gonna be able to look at and say, okay, we wanna make sure not to do this. Well, we're hopeful. Yep, I agree. Okay, then do you wanna lead us on a discussion of the levy? Uh, I. I don't, I guess, whatever you want to say. Well, I, I thought it was important to, I, I don't know how many people, quite honestly, are ready to have a down and dirty discussion about potential ramifications, but it is time, I think, now that the the vote has been set in concrete and that, it, it, that we didn't pass, um, I think it's important to note that um, I think it's going to, I think what we're feeling here is not simply a local um, issue. And I felt it was important to say this publicly because um, a lot of credit really does go to, to Julie and to the, the levy committee because the things that everyone did, that, that all the hard work and everything, those were done absolutely right. Um, I think what we were faced with is simply a, a perfect storm of a whole lot of issues that are coming around at the same time. You know, I think I've, I've said to the board in the past that, you know, double levy failures are rare, uh, not just locally, but in the state. And when we looked at the results and find that there are five districts statewide that went through a double levy failure, um, quite frankly, that's almost unheard of um, to get to that high of a number. So we always look at, at local results and, and wonder, you know, what, what coulda, shoulda, what have we done or can we do different? Um, I would say that so many of the things that we did right at some point, we're gonna wanna replicate. Um, and hopefully uh, if we're able to get kids back, get a, a sense of normalcy back, um, I think that we'll be me much more positive going forward. And I say that for, I would say that for any of the schools across the state that uh, that are going through the same type of, of, of thing. You know, uh, financial issues are not, are not as simple as uh, school districts. It's across corporations, businesses, families, households, everyone's feeling a pinch right now. So um, I, I just felt it was necessary to make sure that our levy committee realizes they did a great job and uh, worked very hard on uh, accomplishing what we did, which was uh, a pretty dramatic increase from the first time that we ran. Um, we just came up about 48 votes short. So um, all things being equal, we're gonna, as I've said to, the, to anybody that will listen as well as the team that we have, 
um, we're very confident we'll play within the rules of the box that our community gives us and we'll make sure to get the best job out there, the best education out there that we can. Um, it's going to sting a bit. There's, there's no doubts about that. But uh, um, judging from the amount of enthusiasm that I saw this morning, um, I have no doubts that, that we're going to be weathering a storm here and that, that um, whether or not the board wants to recommend uh, the next date that's available for a levy rerun, I think it's probably part of a deeper discussion. But um, that would be in February of 2021. Um, but I think for right now, really, uh, where we concentrate our, our efforts as a team, um, and of course, the community is a part of that team, is making sure that we get these next nine weeks correct and that we do as good a job as humanly possible while we're in remote learning um, to make sure that we're meeting the needs of every kid across the board and every parent so that um, there, isn't, there isn't any doubt that... Uh, that we're able to play by any rules that are set before us and uh, we'll make do with, with what we got to do, but our kids are always going to come first in that respect. So um, I think most likely at um, a meeting in early October, maybe our first meeting in October, we should probably have a longer discussion, perhaps even a work session if depending on people's schedules, but uh, to really dive into some of the, some of the intricacies of the vote, whether it be looking at specific precincts, um, some of the things we were able to do, some of the things we weren't able to do, um, because obviously the board is, gonna, is going to have to uh, hear a recommendation from me at some point in the future regarding um, another potential levy. And we wanna make sure that we've listened to not only all of the input that we've received from the levy committee itself, but also from as many community members as we can. So much like we did last time, um, again, we want to get school started successfully, but we're going to have to roll out some communication tools to really get some feedback um, about where, uh, where we can do a better job in the future. But um, I wanted to make sure that it, everybody believes that it's not, it's not off the radar, but uh, the next two weeks, I think are going to make or break us for the next nine to 10 weeks. So we're really going to focus in on that, and then we'll make a concerted effort to really dive in deep to the, to the levy results. Any more questions? Yeah, I'll just throw in there that uh, I'd be real hesitant to run the levy again, unless we were operating a hybrid model. I think um, a lot of that decision is gonna rest on um, if we can get kids back in the classroom. So it's important to wear your masks, social distance, and just encourage others to do so, so we can get those transmission rates down and. Um, Try to get what we need for our kids from our community. So. Yep, I agree. I guess my only comment would be on the other half of that levy discussion is uh, a belt tightening mode. One that we look at, you know, spending, especially uh, uh, discriminatory spending where we can cut here and there and, and trying to save our butt to go longer and farther. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things I'll say is, <clears throat> you know, um, Kim has worked very hard. Um, we've worked very hard as a, as a district office and as a team to, to do what we could to prep for this just in case. And I'm, I'm pretty confident of, of where we're landing right at the moment. Um, there are issues out there that could potentially have some impacts that quite frankly are beyond our control. You're going to hear a lot of talk publicly about, um, our transportation funding and funding formulas around transportation. And that has the potential to really impact us. But if I can, I'll let a cat out of the bag and say that tomorrow there will be um, an address by uh, Superintendent Reichdahl and possibly uh, Governor Inslee around transportation. Um, I, we, as superintendents, we were not told uh, what that exactly was, but we do know that there are going to be some changes made to uh, to not the formula, formula itself, that can only be done by the legislature, but at least some uh, band-aids. And for those that, that aren't aware, our transportation is funded based on an average that includes ridership. And so when you start thinking about the fact that we haven't run buses um, since March 13th, 
And of course we're starting in not running buses. Um, the average will not get thrown off. Our, our bottom dollar for transportation funding won't get impacted until January. So if, if we have a, a, a uh, line in the sand from a transportation standpoint, it's definitely December. Uh, we, we wanna be active in transporting kids. And there are some very valid and uh, good opportunities for us to, to try and expand on some of those opportunities to ride buses between now and even the time of a, a full return. So uh, we're gonna get creative with some of those things and, and see what we can pull off. But um, yeah, there's, a, there's obviously, um, as, he, as the board knows, uh, we enacted for the most part a spending freeze um, at the end of last spring in anticipation of this, um, as well as um, certainly there was, a, there was a hiring freeze, in fact, a little bit of the negative um, with some people that we did not replace. So um, like I said, I think Kim and uh, with help of the rest of the district office has, has done a good job of prepping us for this, but now it's, we, we're looking at 2021 as, as the school year, but we really have to be ready, as Dale said, and prep ourselves now for a longer term, um, especially if the legislature, and I should say, just say when the legislature comes in and makes some, makes some cuts across the board, um, you know, that's simple reality. That's not a that's not a political statement by either party by any stretch. There simply need to be cuts made because of a statewide loss of nine billion dollars in revenue. There's simply got to be some ways to address it. So, um, but as I, as I said, we're going to play by the rules, play inside the box, and we're going to get things done. So we'll just tighten the belt, as Dale referred to. Any other questions from the board? Okay, let's move on to uh, social media discussions. Yeah, and, and this will be brief. Um, and I'm going to follow up actually on something that Chuck brought up. Um, our staff across the district who has, has the ability um, has really been intent on updating our website. And we want to make sure that as much as humanly possible that we're as up to date as quickly as we can be. And primarily one of the reasons that we wanna do this is because um, whenever we're talking about social media, whether that be personal social media, whether it would be district social media, it's very hard for me to sit and make a recommendation to a board member who has a personal fa uh, Facebook page or, or anyone to be able to say, well, just refer them back to our own webpage. If our web pages aren't up to date, it doesn't do any good and probably makes people matter. So we've really doubled down on the efforts to get that going with the full intent of um, when you see things like that and you're inclined to, you know, check out the website, see what some of the changes are. And then, you know, as, as you see things that feel, you feel like you do need to redirect either to myself personally or back to the website for further information. Um, we're really trying to get in the habit of having common information, all the principals I think are tired of me hearing about um, K-12 systems, meaning communication methods uh, have to be consistent from K to 12 so that people know what to expect. They aren't hearing uh, different methodologies being used at one building to the next building to the next building. Everybody has to work uh, with the arrows going in the same direction. And really around social media, it has such a tendency to be able to go south quick um, you know, we don't want uh, board members or anyone having to put themselves uh, out there and making misstatements when they say refer back to the web page. We want to be able to say do, you know, refer back to the web page with confidence that when they get there, the things that they're looking for are going to be found. And so um, I know that David and I know that people at each building, people at our district office have been have been quite frankly surfing our own webpage to make sure that things are as up to date as possible. Because I tell you when, when we have high impact issues that are coming up, not unlike the levy was for a solid two months, um, if we're making references back to anything or back to information, we have to make sure that information is right and we have to make sure it's up to date. Um, having it not be so, we probably shouldn't have said anything in the first place. 
Um, it just opens the door for further criticism. And I don't mind criticism, especially where it's warranted. Um, but in this case, we need to make sure that the things we can control, one of which is our website and the other is the information going out on our own social media. We have to make sure it's timely, it's up to date and it's accurate. Um, otherwise it's almost pointless. And quite frankly, uh, with the current remote learning systems that we have, uh, we can't afford to have any pointless communication or contradictory information going out. Uh, communication is too precious for that right now. So mainly I wanted to, to just follow up and let you know that, um, that as you see things on social media, I'm hoping that soon you're going to be able to see references made to, yes, I found this on our, our updated web pages, uh, got the information quickly and easily, and here's where it's at. So um, it's a wide open discussion around social media, but primarily, um, as much as it bothers me to say it, uh, we need to use it as a tool it is and uh, not duck from it, quite frankly. And uh, I think we have to embrace it. But with that embrace, we also have to make sure we have all our ducks in a row. So that's the road that we're heading down. It's not like David doesn't have enough to do, but he's been... He's been at the forefront of this really since I started talking about it uh, with him in mid-July about what it was going to take and the people that it was going to take and the things that we were going to need and then the things that we would need to just put on hold because like I said before, we have to support teachers right now. We have to support students right now and their families these this week, especially for teachers and then moving forward for the first two weeks with kids and that interaction because we have to get this right. Um, not getting it right will impact us much more than a, than a lousy Facebook post, but um, you get enough of those lousy posts and they start to become truth. And we don't want that in any way, shape or form. But um, I know that our building staff and our support people, both in maintenance and in IT are doing whatever they can because they've, they've heard, heard my discussions with them around, we have to support the teachers, get them going first, and then it's all about um, customer service, quite frankly, for lack of a better term. We wanna make sure that our kids and our parents and quite frankly, our teachers as well are, are feel just as supported now as they, they do when uh, classes are in session. So kind of a roundabout way to get there, but it, it, uh, it was a good discussion, our board agenda meeting on Friday and I thought it needed to, to be said in a public forum too. I can agree that uh, complaints about the website are one of the worst, are the first or the most common things I hear. Yep. Yep, and it's time to it's it's time to knock that off. It's time to if if we're going to complain about something, it's time to stop complaining because we actually fixed it. Like I said, I I don't mind criticism, especially when it's legitimate. And uh, quite frankly, we've had some legitimate concerns with our websites. And uh, that's, that's one of the first things we can control and we need to fix. So I know the, I know the buildings are on it. I'll just throw in there just to reiterate that, you know, I, I want us using our district Facebook pages um, to be proactive and to share the great things that our schools are doing. And I think that will help us when we start to run the levy and just help build pride in our school and our community. And, um, I'm on there and I see the negative posts and, um, you know, sometimes I'll see staff um, reply to them, those. And I think they do a really good job of um, not really entering into the argument, um, but staying pretty neutral and presenting facts. Um, but I don't think that, that should be their job. I, it should lie more on the district to um, put information out so that um, then we can direct friends to that information, so. Yep, I agree. Well, I can say that I'm kind of a political activist, but I, I vow to use links. I will provide links to the answers instead of my opinions. I can't, I can't tell you how to do things on your own Facebook page, Dale, only make recommendations. Oh, that's not going to include my Facebook page. That's oh, okay. the community ones. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
However, I will defend the school. We appreciate it. And that's all I have, Mr. Thornton. Any other comments or questions or last minute ideas? Uh, one more question I'll throw out there because I'm always concerned about enrollment. So when would we have a good count for, you know, and how's attendance working this year? Oh, well, oh, just a throw in topic there. Let's talk about attendance. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, as far as account goes, um, and I can only refer back to, to what I know in, in past years as, as an administrator in the past two years here, um, our initial counts are always higher uh, after Labor Day. And then we see typically, at least for a few years, quite a few years actually, we saw a large bump in kindergarten that occurred in our October count. If you recall, uh, one of the things I, I told you was last year that didn't happen, um, where we were expecting to go from around 80 FTE in kindergarten to about 90, 92, 94. We didn't see that bump. Um, I can tell you though, with, with uh, Chris's report tonight, you know, if we're looking already at 72 uh, live registrations, um, and I know uh, because I've answered some of the emails, I know that there are folks that are still in the process of registering new kindergarten students who are new to the community. Um, I really look at those numbers as being as some of the most important because those are the kids um, that we get them early and we can hang on to them and move them through the system. So I think it's gonna be middle of September um, before our numbers probably reflect something that's real legitimate. Um, we're going to have a good idea. And then I think you can expect, I think you can expect by that time to know just how many parents are opting out, um, how many parents um, have opted in who are new to the district. I think you can get a solid feel for that. You know, quite frankly, there will be students who we see that are supposedly enrolled that will disappear and it will take us 20 days to be able to drop those students for, for non-attendance. So that, that last week in September, uh, I think will be the first real uh, bellwether of, of where we're really heading uh, for true FTE for the rest of the year, for at least the rest of the, the time that we're in um, remote learning. All right. It'd be difficult to track, but I guess we're going to try. Yeah. And it, as far as attendance goes, um, to try and cut it down from what it could be, um, we're doing some type of daily attendance. Now, what that means to people are, are different depending on your role. Um, one of the really nice things that we have the ability to do is with the implementation of teams, uh, we can monitor when kids are actually engaging uh, even if it's outside of our synchronous time, even, even if it's outside the regular school day, we can, we can have a solid accounting of just who's engaging. Um, so while a teacher may only see a, a kid, uh, depending on, on your grade level and subject and everything, may once, twice, three times a week at most, um, we're able to monitor through homework and through logins really uh, right up to the day of how much they are in attendance. So. Um, Mr. Peterson, would you like me to go ahead and show them kind of a, a real basic uh, example of what we're going to be talking about? Um, we, I can go ahead and just share you that screen. If, if I kind of want to show you guys, to be quite honest with you, I think it's a really cool app. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm going to go ahead and just do it. Um, okay. So we're obviously we're using Teams and one of the tabs we'll be able to use is called Insight. And we've, we've worked with it. Uh, we've been using the tech committee a lot. Unfortunately, I don't have it really built out as much as I want to, but I just kind of want to give you an example of the potential we'll be seeing. And three weeks into the school year, we're going to have a lot of data, a lot of metrics to look at. Um, so right now we're just looking at teams and I don't want to get too bogged down with the details, um, but the tab that we'll be using in all classes will have this is called insights. And then from here, you can go ahead and just see the digital engagement for August. And all we have to do is click on this portion and from here, uh, like Mr. Peterson was saying, um, we're able to actually see 
a lot more granular things. Now, I haven't been, I haven't been um, using these students, like logging in as the students to show that engagement. But from what I've done, you can actually, you can honestly see a, a, a real basic scenario of what's happening. So if you look at the very bottom, Yogi the Bear, that's the my test student I like to use a lot. Uh, but from you can uh, from here, you can actually just see it. You can actually drill down and click on the dates and you'll get a lot more data on what they're doing. Now, I know it's not a lot, but from here, theoretically at that 143, Yogi the Bear viewed a file in the, in the files tab. Um, from here, we'll be able to track when they're attending the meetings down to the minute. Uh, we'll be able to determine what assignments are pulling in and things like that. So there's going to be one of the one of the amazing things about teams and just us going to online is just the metrics. We are going to have a lot of metrics to deal with. So it'll be good stuff. And, and um, yeah, three weeks from now, when we when we have a lot more engagement, I can go ahead, obviously, and give you guys a spreadsheet on what this is going to look like kind of filled out. So, yeah. Thank you, David. I definitely couldn't have done that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, David. That is awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Good, 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 good. Glad you're here. I know a lot of people are anxious about what we can and cannot do. And um, I am more than happy to share the information that we can do. And I've noticed we can do a lot more than what we can't do. Um, we can't physically shake the hands of these children, but we can do just about everything else. So, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, we'll train the board up on the uh, metrics that David's referring to before we start showing you too many graphs and Excel files. Yes. I know teams at work, and I'd love to know some of those secrets. I am all about giving out secrets, guys. So. Okay, if we've got no more uh, business for the night, I guess we can call an adjournment to this uh, school board meeting. Thank you very much. Well, thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Hi guys, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Good night. That recording was the school board meeting for August 24, 2020. We'll continue doing these as much as possible. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, by all means, reach out to me, Facebook, Twitter, email, any one of those. Just so you know, if you're still listening to this recording, I will be having a meeting with Mr. Pete Peterson on Thursday, I believe, to have a candid conversation about the various events, kind of a state of the school uh, concept. It's going to be more freestyle, back and forth, question and answer. Uh, if you have any of those, by all means, questions to have there, by all means, get those in to me. With that, hope to talk to you later. Bye.